Hello. How Hi. are you? Where are you calling me from? I'm calling you from Rincon, Puerto Rico. Well, our friends threw a huge party for okay. New Year's. And we rented a little house on a farm out here. Wow. Yeah. So it's really cute. We're at this house and it's our third night and we're preparing for dinner. And our friends are out right now looking at some land that our other friend bought. He's going to create a holistic center on. And anyway, this is all the way to say, though, I'm skipping the land tour to record with you from Rincon. So these are the things I do for Popologists. That's okay. You don't have any money to buy land anyway, so. That's so accurate. <laughs> I spent all my money in 2022. I know. I, uh, McCall and dad are here, which I told you this. Why are McCall and dad there? And was it a spontaneous trip? It was quite spontaneous. So Ben and I flew back or like we landed at like 2 a.m. New Year's Eve day, like early morning New Year's Eve. Okay. So you guys skipped out on any NYE partying. You just took a red no, eye no, no. home. New Year's Eve morning. The morning of New Year's Eve. We oh, landed okay, at like 2 a.m. Okay. Or we got, in, got home at like 2 a.m. We sleep until like noon. Okay. Then I see that I have a missed call from dad. And he says, hey, we're thinking about coming out there for the music man. And I'm like, what? Is this like a joke? Dad is not like a spontaneous trip person. Mom is, right? He is a lover of musicals, though. He is a lover of musicals. And dad says, McCall and I are thinking about flying out to New York City today. We will invite you to come and see the music with us tomorrow night if we go. (laughs) Would you have a place that could put us up where we could actually sleep comfortably? I love that actually sleep comfortably. I know. And I just said, no, not really. I have an air mattress. Um, And I said, so not sure how comfortable it would be. So they're not staying with me, but they are staying at a hotel very close to my house. I mean, thank goodness for our father and the fact that he is not one of those parents that's like, doesn't matter. I'll sleep on your couch. I want to save the $169 or whatever. No, he's... No. He wants to be comfortable. He does not want to put you out. Did you go see Music Man with I him? I did not. I, I opted out. I feel like it's probably yeah. stupid of me to opt out because I do think it would be a great experience. But I just, do frankly, um, I mean, I just, opted out. everyone loves it. Everyone's like loved it. So I don't think it would be a bad time. It's just like, I don't know. Like I, I'm not as into musicals as maybe I once was. I'm not sure. Whatever X excuse why it wasn't worth my time, but I uh, mm-hmm. I went and saw the movie Women Talking with Ben. Have you heard of it? How was that? No, I haven't heard of it. A lot of my friends were recommending it, so I went to go see it. It's okay. so good, Lauren. It's like incredibly powerful. What's the plot about? What's it about? So it's about well, what do you think it's about? Women talking. <laughs> It's loosely based off of the story of some Mennonite women who escaped, okay? And there was horrible, like, sexual abuse happening in, in their colony. And you love this? You love this movie? No, I didn't. I Sounds mean, terrible. I loved it for, like, the the cinematography was amazing. The score was so good. It was just, it was super powerful. Are you reading from, like, Rotten Tomatoes right now? You're like, it was loosely based from... <laughs> From directed Hungarian by filmmaker no 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 but yeah, just exactly. like you know I, I i know you forget this often but i actually work in a creative field so i actually have to think about things like music and cinematography even though i'm not you know i'm not a I'm throwing up in right film now. but anyways it was really good i highly recommend it to people it's very heavy but like really really powerful okay great um well i will potentially go see it thank you for the recommendation you're probably not gonna see it but whatever and if you do if you do see it you're gonna watch it like once it comes out on streaming and then you're gonna fall asleep i just don't know that i want to watch like mennonite uh abuse you know 
It's, it's just, that just doesn't appeal to me. Like yeah, when yeah, I think yeah, of yeah, having yeah. a rocking and roaring good time, I don't want to watch like some bleary, like New England landscape, no matter how the cinematography is and like religious trauma and cruelty. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't sound like it slaps. I didn't see it because it was going to slap. I didn't see it because I thought it was going to be a rocking and roaring good time. <laughs> but okay, then why did you see it? You know, not Lauren. Every every day isn't a you know a, a land tour in Rincon. All right. <laughs> you know, all I will say is I just love being back here. I love our friends. I love our Puerto Rican life. Um, our friends really know how to party. We're at this party, and then I find out in two weeks we're going to another party. So anyway, I'm happy, but no one cares. No one cares about what's going on with us. Um, I feel like we need to start talking about some celebrities, you know, keep, keep our audience from turning off this podcast, please. They don't care about my Puerto Rico parties. Okay. Um, Chandler, Mm -hmm. this is huge in the news. Huge. What is it? Tell me. Gwyneth Paltrow sat down with Kim Kardashian Mm -hmm. on the Goop podcast. Okay. 40 minute or no, an hour long podcast. So Chandler, this was very controversial because Gwyneth Paltrow posted, GP posted on her Instagram and she said, at Kim Kardashian is fascinating to the world. We know this. For me, she's fascinating because she challenges so many ideas of what a woman is supposed to be and how she is supposed to look and behave while doing it. I loved getting to interview her for the Goop podcast and get into this and so much more. So, of course, our favorite, you know, thought leader, guru, Instagram sensei. Tyrant. Oh, wait, sorry. thought you were going somewhere else. I thought you were talking about Gwyneth. No, our favorite um, Instagram terrorist, Bethany Frankel, oh, yeah. of course, hops on. Right. Um, and a, as a keyboard warrior, she just writes, um, LOL. Right. In all caps. Right. And people are not happy about this channel. So let me just read you some of the comments. Okay. Tara loves tacos has to say this. She says, I think it's sad. The amount of young girls going to the needle to achieve a look because of her. You are amazing though. SC fly by night has this to say. He says, what garbage like celebrities make any difference. All frauds with money. What exactly does Kim Kardashian do for money? She advocates the release of criminals. Bella Monica says Kim doesn't want to save the world, just herself and her family. That's why she's building a shelter under her house, not helping us even as a Los Angeles resident. She never helps homeless issues and gets money for endorsements. How is that beneficial for us? People are not happy. Initial thoughts. Um, okay, I let's back up, okay? Because I want to talk about the person who opened these floodgates. I want to talk about Miss Frankel. Miss Frankel. Oh. oh, gosh. I just think Bethany intentionally commented this she knew that she would get flack that this would get picked up by you know daily mail paychecks that someone would would see that you know another verified person commented she knows exactly what she's doing and clearly she's drawing some type of line in the sand where she doesn't think you know kim kardashian is worth anything i would just like to remind her that she also got her start on reality tv okay Mm. She also built mm. a business while also getting famous from reality TV, which no doubt helped her businesses grow. And I just, mm-hmm. I think that they are, her and Kim K and Gwyneth even are, they're all moguls. They're all moguls in their own right. And so it's just, I think it's, I think Bethany probably just wants to continue to be relevant by like commenting something like this. And Lauren, I have a comment from someone named Emmy Mary Gold who backs this up. Okay, ready? She says, at Bethany Frankel, from the person who thinks in-office work is the only way, you and Kim Kardashian give both the same get-up-and-work energy. And I think it's true. 
Okay, I don't think that Bethany takes umbrage with Kim Kardashian's reality show roots. And I don't even think she cares about the fact that allegedly Kim and Chris put out a sex tape to get the to get the family famous, right? Yeah. I don't think that's what she's referring to. I think what she's referring to is Bethany is now a a crusader for anti looking perfect on social media anti the pressures of being completely flawless right she is sure that's her that is her social justice cause of choice it's the idea that women should be allowed to have wrinkles and not have to face tune themselves and to look like you know geisha robot sure which i think is a nice message she didn't say that though and also i don't think gwyneth said that in her caption i don't think gwyneth said like this is the epitome of like being a down-to-earth, barefoot-in-the-grass woman. This is what she says. She says, for me, she is fascinating because she challenges so many ideas of what a woman is supposed to be and how she is supposed to look and behave while doing it. Yeah, and I think she's saying, like, Kim Kardashian represents someone who wants to be, like, ultra-sexy and also, you know, like, mogul woman. I don't know. Smart. Yeah, smart and also a lawyer. I think that... Kim Kardashian, yes, she contains some interesting dualities. And I think that she is not just this like, you know, one note, yes. fallible person. She has virtues. But let me say something. I think that Kim Kardashian does, you know, prostrate herself before the patriarchy standards of beauty, right? Like, of course. This is a woman who would in her own words, eat poop to look right. as young as possible. So this is not a woman who's necessarily overcome standards of beauty. And in fact, she and her family have created much more heightened standards. See, okay, of beauty. I but I and I, I completely agree. I didn't I didn't wake up today to be Kim Kardashian's defense attorney. That's not okay, that's okay. not on today's bingo card. Okay, great. And I, I honestly you know I've had a fall from grace with the Kardashians. I'm not even watching it. True, true. Okay, so what are you trying to accomplish here today? I think it's stupid to just shit on the Kardashians for like no good reason. And that's what I feel like she's doing. Well, I do, in her mind, it's not no good reasons. If you have completely changed the standard of beauty and really to make it like a surgically enhanced, completely impossible in a natural way, standard of beauty um, and like created a self-obsessive culture. I don't think that that's necessarily shallow reasons to be. Uh, Bethany just didn't say any of this. Yeah, she said, um, LOL. And I, I just don't think she you, said I all this. Read between the lines. I don't think she said all this, though. I think she's just being, <laughs> contra- I think she's just being petty and controversial for the okay. sake of doing it. And I, and I do think, I think that Ki- the Kardashians suck for all of those reasons. They they stink for right. all of those reasons. Like for the photoshopping, for the not talking about their plastic surgery, which is why I mean, like surprised that to, to even see her and Gwyneth, you know, in a photo together, because like. I don't know. They just like they're two different types of how you can be a woman, you know, and one I don't like as much as the other. But I I think I think Bethany is the loser here, in my opinion. I mean, I agree with you in so much that I think Bethany is completely odious. And for me, it doesn't make sense to achieve the level of success Bethany has achieved and be doing basic bitch reels and TikToks like to see spending your time trying to like cultivate social media engagement that to me is like that to me is just like a grind if I was Bethany I would be in a garden and some like idyllic mantra enjoying my wealth reading enjoying my wealth having chef prepared meals I mean I would be living gently and slowly and I would be as screen free as possible the idea that Bethany is instead spending her time 
you know, cutting together reels of makeup reviews, which is something that like 18 year olds are doing that are broke to try to gather together a a hustle or a following. It's just for me, it betrays a fundamental lack of understanding of how to live well. Um, let's move forward to the actual contents of the interview. Did you listen to the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I did. Okay. So do you have any takeaways? It's interesting hearing Gwyneth interview Kim because I just, I do think like they're two very different people and yeah. I just, the, the questions were just all pretty sanitized. I don't know. Like I also, I've been seeing a lot of uh, Kim being on other podcasts recently. So I, I don't know if like this is for some type of like, if this is for her skincare line or if this is for something else. I think it was for the skincare line. Yeah. She did talk quite a bit about the skincare. Right, right, right. I don't regime. know. I, I thought the whole interview was pretty sanitized. There was nothing that I was like, oh, that's super juicy or interesting. And like, I thought it was cool to hear more about like her dad and her connection yeah. to her dad and how she loves going to mediums for, for stuff like that. I, I find that to be like really interesting. Um, I thought her little, you know, anecdote about Brad Falchuk was cute and then well i'll just i'll just give people the context there so she talks about how she was in a big group text with with brad and she says that he would write really heartfelt very personal like birthday messages for people in the group text so whenever it was their birthday they get like you know a novel from him and i just thought that was like very sweet and also i, I, was, brad- I was like oh go ahead one more thing i then i was also like dang can you imagine being in like all the celebrity group texts like those i just that sounds so crazy yes. to yes and being like oh wait were you on the group right. call with the medium who mm-hmm. i looked up and it's 850 dollars for a session mm-hmm. um like all that to me that's what i that's what i really wanted from this channel i didn't want to hear like oh why are you studying law mm-hmm. like we all have heard it you know we yeah. we all know like it can right. to further her social justice work boring no what i want to hear about is i want to hear kim and gwyneth talk about like isn't it interesting like what when did you realize that you know you had the power to basically launch an entire brand just by wearing a sweater or like i want them to compare wealth managers i want them to talk about Mm -hmm. you know i want it's the day-to-day that are completely out of our purview or right, our right. world. I want to hear how elites talk amongst elites. I want to hear them talk about things only elites can talk about. So when they're having, yes, these very kind of sanitized questions, it is a little bit of a disappointment. And I think mm-hmm. that it just, for me, I just wish our culture was not so hellbent on the, the idea that celebrities need to be relatable like I don't want to have to try to relate to these people I want to fantasize about their lives and hear about their lives that I can't relate to at all I think there can be both I think you can like I want to hear about her renting a private island for her 40th birthday but I also do want to hear about some of the more relatable stuff like you know how she drink takes her coffee yeah I don't know well, I can like we both. get into her daily schedule because I did write it down yes okay thank you I'm so glad you took notes Okay, so this was Kim's daily schedule, everyone. At 5.40 a.m., she wakes up to an alarm. It's a standard alarm, not a song. So it's just your iPhone, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Anyway, from 6 to 7 a.m., she works out. She does not have any coffee before. This is a masochism I can't relate to on any level. And I didn't understand it, right? Like, I don't understand. What's the point? I used to only drink coffee after my workout as like a reward, but I just think that's like kind of messed up. I think it's cruel to yourself. Like I thought we were supposed to be practicing self-care in 2023. You just, you only have one freaking life and you only get to ride the rock, you know, 
a few times around the sun before it's lights out. And so I'm just going to be enjoying it. Uh, absolutely. So after her 6 to 7 a.m. workout, which consists of primarily weights, a 10 minute, you know, treadmill mm-hmm. warm up. But other than that, it's weights. At 7 a.m. she has a sweet oat milk latte and she wakes up the kids she spends 20 minutes doing North's hair. She does North's hair every day, and North insists on her doing her hair Cute. in elaborate hairstyles. And then they take five minutes every morning to do a TikTok video. This is all super cute, yeah, first of cute. all. Then they have breakfast. Kim doesn't eat at this point. She doesn't reference this, but I'm sure there's chef-prepared breakfast for everyone. Yeah, of course. And then she does the school drop-off every morning. Then she goes back home for three hours of studying. That's when she eats her full breakfast. And then after that, there's filming. She tries to pick up from school whenever she can, but a lot of times she can't. So she just meets the kids at their various activities. Mm -hmm. Then there's family dinner with the TV on, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. Um, During Christmas, they'll play Christmas movies to get into, you know, the season. Wow. So relatable. Yes. GP was not into this. She prefers an old-fashioned family dinner of just talking, no technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim and the fam do a peak and pit of the day like a rose in the thorn. Mm-hmm. And then Kim, if she's you know going out or hanging out with the girls, she'll end her day with a little buzz, a little drink. Her preferred drink is a shot of tequila with a shot of pineapple. Um, and then she tends to go to bed fairly early. Okay. Thank you, Kim. A lot of interviews with Kim, they're always like, how, how do you maintain this level of ambition and how do you do everything you do? Like during the interview, Kim talked about how she approves all the products. She chooses all the photographers. If she's not the model, she picks all the models for her products. She's heavily involved with all of her brands. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just think that I'm sure Kim is super busy, but it's just such a different thing to be like a billionaire or a you know a multi 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 millionaire accomplishing things than a normal person right because you have a team of people helping you do it yeah like every barrier every point of friction that most people have to deal with is stripped away you don't have to cook you don't have to clean right you have people like minding your children you you don't even channel you don't even have to have the self-motivation to get yourself to work out to teach yourself things a tutor shows up for you a trainer shows up for you it's just i i just it's incredible it's incredible. And that's also why I think you can do so much. Like you can, mm-hmm. you can be so hands-on is because literally I'm sure she picks up the models because someone has like a neatly freaking uh, laminated stack of headshots right there. Okay, Kim, this is your 20 minutes. We're going to look through these headshots and choose. Like, I just think she it's like everything is laid out for you. hours scouring modelmayhem.com. Oh, I don't no, even I'm know what kidding. that is. I'm like, <laughs> model, that, model like, what is mayhem that? was this uh, website back in the day where, you know, amateur models would try to like meet up with amateur photographers. Be honest. Were you ever a model or a photographer <laughs> on this website? <laughs> Just like shoot straight with everybody. I think I thought it was distinctly hotter than I was for a good portion of my 20s. So I may have had a profile on modelmayhem.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all right. Thanks for being honest. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, no, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. And like 
I don't know. I love hearing about it. I love hearing about the Lux life, but it sure. is such a different life when you have professionals who are going to remove every barrier. Literally. Like even of this, like think about how much more you'd learn if you weren't in a class of 30, but or even 10, but just you one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can't space out. No. You can't, you have to be engaged the whole time. Right, right, right. Anyway, I just love it. I know I love it too. It's amazing. Um, are you going to buy any skin? Am I going to buy any skin? No, I'm not going to buy any skin. I'm extremely lazy when it comes to skincare. I'm, I just need to buy new skin once the scientists have figured that out at some point. I'm going to let Courtney grow, test it out, and then I'll decide if I want to buy some. I also, yeah. I am a little bit out on Kim these days. I'm just not like, I'm not quite as interested in buying her stuff. I, yeah, like no. I said, I've had a fall from, from grace with her. All right. So I do recommend listening to this interview. It is a fun listen to hear our t- two of our favorite tycoons chatting with each other. But Chandler, can I tell you a distinctly un-tycoon moment I had? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was flying home from Puerto Rico from Las Vegas. Spirit Airlines. Yep. Spirit Airlines has never failed me. Okay. I know. You love it. I love it. They always are on time. Um, you can get a delicious cup of noodles. We had two flights. Kagan got a cup of noodles each time. Yeah. He's Ugh. he's and he literally told the flight attendant, he's like, I love your guys' cup of noodles. It's so good. I mean, also, isn't it just like the regular brand of cup of noodles? It's not a spirit. It's like a spicy sweet chili. Oh yum. Yeah. He gets a cold beer with it. It's quite nice. You can get the big front seats up front too. Mm. So anyway, it's plush. So I was having a great relationship with Spirit Airlines and then we arrive in Puerto Rico and we wait at the carousel and my bag, of course, does not come off. Okay. This is my worst nightmare for the record. I mean, has this ever actually happened to you? It's never happened to me, but I just feel like, and I feel like my luck is is out. My luck is running out. In fact, I ordered air tags because I'm convinced my luck is out. I mean, it doesn't say, everyone's like, oh yeah, like tracking their luggage on AirTags. But have you ever, like, it's not like United is going to be like, oh wait, your bag's in Dulles, your AirTag says this. Right. Let's get someone on the know, ground maybe they would. to sign into your iCloud. I just feel like it doesn't seem like it really helps solve the problem, but I could mm. be wrong here. Okay. But I'm digressing. Okay. So anyway, I had strategically put all of my nice things that were irreplaceable in Kagan's bag, things that like I would be carry on if they were lost, his carry on. Right. So I wasn't really out anything like that was really, you know, special yeah. or important. Okay. So I was kind of like, great. I've lost a bag before or I've had a bag delayed. Mm-hmm. And this was on the way to Cabo last year. Oh, I remember and this baby. I, I benefited. I'm still using some of my goods. Yeah. So I went out, I got, new stuff from Sephora. I got Lululemon sweats. I got all this kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, Chandler, what do you want? It's on JetBlue. <laughs> Don't tell Ballerina Farm, but let's just say <laughs> I definitely maxed out the benefits. Yeah, of course. Because basically they will cover any incidentals. They will reimburse any incidentals if they delay your bag. I'm sorry. You're, you'd be a fool not to. Yeah. And it was so easy, right? I just right. submitted pictures of the receipts. JetBlue within two weeks had PayPal'd me like a thousand dollars. Incredible. And I'd gotten my bag 24 hours later. I got some Allbirds. It was pretty excellent. So yeah. anyway, I'm just like, great. No problem. Right. Like I'm going to hit the town. I'm going to get reimbursed. Yep. And then if they don't, my bag doesn't even show up, Chandler got this. If a bag doesn't show up, you're entitled to $3,800 and that's a federal Wait, law. Wait, this is with Spirit Airlines, literally like the broke ass airline? 
It's a federal law, okay, for all airlines. Thanks, Joe. Department of Transportation. I'm yeah. turned on right now. I'm so stoked. That's amazing. I was too, because I was thinking I, I would love a cool 4K. Right. I mean, this is great. You honestly could use a cool 4K. <laughs> I honestly could. <laughs> so I'm just like feeling great. Yeah. So then, of course, I'm like, okay, well, I need to make, I need to like look up spirits terms because right. I want to make sure that whatever I do, I'm, I'm keeping my receipts, right. like whatever, whatever. Right, right, right. Okay. So let's just say with Spirit Airlines, the reimbursement procedure is significantly more onerous, significantly more annoying. So you have to mail them physical receipts and you also have to like have certified mail, essentially tracked mail to get it to them or else they'll pretend they lost it. They never got it. Oh my gosh. Like you feel like basically serve them with these papers. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I was like, good for them. I'd never do it. So, so then, so the channel, it gets better. So for all incidentals, okay, anything that they're reimbursing you for because of delayed baggage, yeah. anything over $150, Chandler, they require you to physically mail the item what? <laughs> to their warehouse. Yes. Stop. Before they will reimburse you. <laughs> I bet the they person, don't even let you keep it. This person writing the policy, like literally like had a, had a, like a hilarious time. They probably like had a glass of wine and they're like, and then we'll have them mail it to us. <laughs> it's like how to screw over people literally, as much as possible. How to like, how to make sure people never take you up on this. Exactly. This is so good. So, okay. So I'm realizing this is going to be a lot more annoying um, sure. than I thought. So then I'm like, okay, well, what if my bag's lost? Like, how am I going to get the 4K? Yeah. The 3,800. So I look up spirits procedures for that as well. So they will reimburse you for anything in your bag. But Chandler, and this is the kicker, they need the original receipt. The original receipt. What? It cannot be a digital copy. It You're has to kidding. be. Kidding. And I'm thinking, bitch, I buy everything online. Right, right. What is that even? How like, am there's, I? There's no. That's not even possible. It's not even possible. Like, I don't even have like physical <sighs> receipts that amount to thirty-eight hundred dollars. You know what? With all of the with all the money that they're taking from you with this, they are buying those nice cup of noodles. That's how they're able to fund those gorgeous cup of noodles well first of all you have to pay for the cup of noodles on spirit airlines um oh, definitely not free and they're like ten dollars <laughs> but no and so what i realized is like if my bag is lost i'm literally just screwed there's yeah. no way like there's a fox news special of this guy who had his bag lost with spirit airlines and he okay this is this is so crazy he mails them all the physical receipts he notarizes it he has it tracked to them and then it gets there and i guess one of the questions that they ask is, have you ever made a claim with any other <gasps> airline? You're kidding. And he ticked no, but he, I guess he had forgot that like years ago he had had a claim with another airline. Okay. And I guess some third party compiled a list of anyone who's ever had a claim with any airline for baggage. For real? And they denied him the claim because they said that it was flagged as fraud. And then Chandler, there's like nothing you can do at this point. Like you can't take Spirit Airlines to small claims court. Judge Judy isn't going to help you. You're just SOL. Unfortunately, this is when Spirit Airlines really just is Spirit Airlines. Exactly. So I caution everyone, only carry on on Spirit. You are not going to get that full FDIC insured and guaranteed Department of Transportation facilitated 3,800. You are really on your own. Sis, I'm so sorry. Well, my bag did show up. 
like, oh okay. you know 30, 36 hours later so everything was fine i'm not i went and bought like 250 dollars worth of stuff and i'm not even gonna bother getting it reimbursed like it just it sounds like it's too much of a hassle right, 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 i don't right. have time to get a you know the mail with the receipts notarized you actually to do not have time. their warehouse yeah oh so anyway wow okay well yeah, you live to tell the journey tale. wow what a journey i'm glad your bag eventually showed up thank you um me as well i am also glad Okay, Chandler, another thing that is trending right now, we're a little late to talk about this, but Nepo babies. Okay, so I believe it was The Cut Mm -hmm. or New York Magazine that posted an article about all of the children of celebrities. Right. And how, you know, they got their careers because of the connections they were essentially born with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm curious for your thoughts on this. Okay, my thoughts on this... Are that I don't think Nepo babies are a new thing. I think this has basically been around since like the dawn of Hollywood. I think that this just makes sense that like this is, you know, the way the cookie has kind of crumbled. They're not as offensive to me as they are to other people. I don't know. What do you think? Well, first of all, I'm pro nepotism. Okay. So I want to come out of the closet about that. Thank you. Because can you tell you why? Like my theory. Please. So my theory about nepotism is that like basically the unit of people that should be the most important i think is your family mm-hmm. wow, i really okay. think that when we're, when we're talking about like tribally as humans on the earth mm-hmm. if we're talking about in like there's individuals and then there are groups of people and the group that is the most important the group that you will have the most allegiance to that you will do anything for it should be your family it shouldn't be your government or your country it shouldn't be you know your reddit thread group members it should be your family Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i think it makes sense that fathers or mothers give their kids jobs i think it makes sense that you know they do everything they can to help their sure literally it's just evolution trying to help you know your seed yeah well and I think that I think that the effort to destabilize that instinct is very nefarious and something I'm very suspicious of because I think that the family unit is the unit that should be prized above all else. And what yeah. is the alternative, right? The idea that, okay, like what? We have to radically equalize the playing field for everyone? That's yeah. just not... Like there's no intervention that's going to have a positive outcome there to try to attempt to do that, in my opinion. So personally, I think that as a society, as a culture, we should value the family over any other group of people. And I think that efforts to undermine that sort of favoritism, efforts to destabilize those structures, I just am very suspicious of them. Yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. I think I think it's nice to realize that a lot of the people who are famous now were not just plucked out of obscurity and who were just like just got famous from being like you know found on the street or something i think it's it's Mm -hmm. nice and it feels like okay that makes more sense yeah i think also you know this it's just like i said before like jamie lee curtis is also a nepo baby like there's just like the the previous generation were nepo babies as well Well, and I just think this is just literally life, right? Like you're born in a certain network with a certain set of genes and it just makes sense to maximize those. I also think there are probably plenty of celebrity children who languish, you know, in obscurity and who achieve virtually nothing and who are forever simply this person's daughter or son. And that's its own kind of misery. I will say, though, that I'm sure 
you know, when the talented group of kids does work, there is a certain level of skepticism of their talent because people know that they're there because of their, you know, family's name. And so they have to kind of work hard to get respect. Mm -hmm. It's like bottom feeder activity to be resenting other people for their connections and success. Like we should all just be happy for other people and just working in our being in our own lane because comparing ourselves is just like a sure way to feel like resentful and to feel and just to create negativity and if you want to compare yourself that's you know that that's probably pretty human and normal but it's nice to like think oh well this person you know wasn't plucked out of obscurity because you know they're just more lucky than you they just like had the connections and they were born with them and they couldn't control that that just was like the circumstances that they were born into yeah and everyone should be able to maximize their circumstances so to me it's just it's like who cares like allison williams the daughter of brian williams the news anchor she actually had a really cool response she was like yeah of course like of course you know there's some nepotism involved like and she was like i think you can just acknowledge that there's nothing like wrong with just owning that that is just the reality and i think that's such a better attitude than jamie lee curtis's like weeping and wailing over like how dare you talk about this or it causes so much hurt and undermines like it's just like no like it's okay to acknowledge this yeah i don't feel bad for any of those actors like for having to like face this and also like i don't know it doesn't doesn't mean that you those people don't work hard like maybe they didn't honestly have to work as hard as some people who like you know were plucked from obscurity and you know took the last bus out of their small hometown to hollywood but i don't know it's just like it's not something i'm losing sleep over and it's definitely not a reason for me to like cancel or boycott you know a celebrity right right absolutely not absolutely not can i tell you i kind of different subject i'm reading i'm glad my mom is dead yes tell me everything about yeah okay yeah start at the beginning tell me everything so did you watch iCarly no i was a little bit too old Okay, so I was definitely too old then because it was not really of my generation. So I didn't really know who she was. But this is an absolutely harrowing memoir. Listening to her trials and tribulations as a young child star, you guys, it's so good. If you need a book to read, it's split up into these like very short page and a half, two to three page chapters. So it's extremely digestible. It's extremely easy to read. It's a huge page turner. She writes it in a very compelling way. Um, she actually grew up Mormon, which was definitely interesting and, you know, highly relatable in certain ways. Her mom was named Deb, although, you know, her mom uh, really was intense and really struggled. Yeah, it's just it's a story of abuse, of child abuse, of just, you know, mental health issues. Super fascinating, super horrible. Apparently, Chandler, so everyone basically knows that the producer Dan Schneider he created iCarly and a bunch of other Nickelodeon shows he was like notoriously creepy um with the young cast members yes and I guess like she kind of nods to it like she describes him giving her an alcoholic drink um and kind of like trying to give her a massage but then she does she kind of drops off like she doesn't say how it ended and I think that's for legal reasons so I thought that was really interesting like she basically invites you to read between the lines on what could have happened and it's basically like the worst of what Hollywood allegedly you know what allegedly happens in Hollywood to young stars yeah I mean it, it's such a powerful book and the this abuse that she suffered was just like honestly it was really hard to read which is something you also said when you were reading it 
Yeah. And I think that like, you know, it's super painful to read. It was also very interesting to, you know, hear her experience being someone raised in this environment where she essentially had no, she essentially until she's like 14 is a complete child, right? Like her mother insists on bathing her or washing her. She's homeschooled. So she's super naive. Her mother kind of just keeps her really, really sheltered. And I think even that psychological experience is just really interesting to, to learn about. So I, I just highly recommend it. It was honestly one of the most powerful books that I had ever read yeah and and I think it's just such a page turner too and so many times oh, yeah. books can't keep my attention so it was no. really nice to to experience that again and I had no idea about her like I just she wasn't a celebrity that I you know really watched at all and because I didn't watch iCarly so I just had I was kind of like oh, I don't really care about her I don't know her Mm-hmm. right same I didn't care about her at all but the book is so good and I think there's some like universally applicable things and like there was a lot of stuff with just like being raised religious or, you know, like just there were just some themes I think everyone could find, you know, some type of, of value in. Well, one of the things I thought was really interesting was her talking about how like she had OCD. But yes. in the beginning, she thought it was the still small voice or the Holy Ghost, which right. is something in Mormonism. Like right. in Mormonism, there's this idea that you get the gift of the Holy Ghost once you're baptized. Yeah. And it's like kind of like intuition. Right, right. And I, I think it's like a positive thing, right? It's something where like you can trust your gut and your instincts and yeah. like you'll know when things are correct and not. And I think there's like so like there's eternal truths and value there. But I can understand how if you're a person with OCD or potentially even schizophrenia, um, which Jeanette doesn't have, but she does have OCD, you know, the voices in your head telling you to go like lick the doorknob three times and then mm-hmm. like stand on your one foot and tap your head or whatever. Right, right. You might think those are the still small voice. And so it was interesting to hear her perspective there. Yeah, that part was so fascinating. How about like, so her mom had cancer when she was really young. Yeah. And her mom, you know, had this videotape of, that she had made with all the siblings where she was singing them their favorite songs. And it was like she had made it when she was in throes of cancer because she thought she was going to die and that they were going to, you know, have this videotape to hold on to when she died and, you know, to like remember her. But the mom, you know, ends up surviving cancer and is, is all fine. But she makes her kids watch the videotape of this like every Sunday. It's like a ritual. The mom's antics are so horrifying the way that the mom tries to take up all the oxygen in the room Mm -hmm. and essentially is so self-absorbed and so unself-aware so uninterested in making other people's or her kids experiences easy right like she wants to be a burden she wants to be to have all the attention on her Mm -hmm. and yeah it's it's really interesting and it's interesting to read Jeanette's you know her recounting of this because for all intents and purposes, Jeanette really had every right and vindication right. to cut her mom out of her life. Yeah, And she totally. really never does. Like there's even this moment when she's 20 and her mom flips out at her because she figures out that Jeanette has lied to her about something. She's on a trip in Hawaii and she's lied to her mom about who she's with. And her mom finds out because she sees paparazzi photos of her and she sends her like all these abusive emails extremely abusive and it's just interesting to kind of read someone's experience who doesn't cut her out who kind of like stayed loving her and just basically forgave her and like 
there was just a lot of complexity Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of nuance to the story. And even though there was so much abuse, there was also so much like love, I think genuine love from Jeanette to her mom. And yeah, it's, it's just completely riveting. Yeah. I highly recommend the book to anyone. Um, should we talk about like our New Year's goals? Yeah, please. N- New Year's intentions. I'd love to hear yours. As you put it. Yeah, New Year's intentions. This year, Chandler, my intention is to, I really want to just like slow down and ground myself, which I know is so boring and annoying, but I feel like last year I was very all over the place, a lot of traveling, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And this year it's just like, I'm so happy to kind of like be kind of settled. Mm -hmm. Like I'm married now. I'm not engaged in planning a wedding. Right. I'm not planning a honeymoon. I'm not like trying to put the pieces. I'm not trying to find a house. Like we bought our house. Yeah. We got our furniture. I'm not trying to put the pieces together anymore. I'm just kind of now in the puzzle. And I'm just, I really want to just like slow down, travel less, work hard. And I think like really kind of know myself and optimize in ways that are actually doable instead of ways that are like very um, over the top and are just setting myself up to fail. Okay. Wow. Um, so no, I I think that's great. I am also excited to do less this year. Yeah. You had a huge year last year and I think you pulled it off, you know, in a breathtaking and near perfect way. But, you know, it's just nice to not have like a full calendar this year, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me, wait, tell me about yours though. Okay. I'll tell you about mine. Um, mine are on a simpler scale. I've done huge grand resolutions. I don't know. I just feel like I'm just generally pretty happy and have everything that I need like I'm just grateful to have a job I'm grateful to have this podcast I love our little apartment I love Ben um so I think like this year I just want to continue doing the things I was doing last year and just hopefully get to slow down a little bit like you but you know continue working hard um so I think some things I want to do better about uh I want to be a little bit less stressed about money because I think yeah. I've had an expensive year. And so I'm going to try to, you know, slow that down. I would like to hemorrhage less cash. Yeah. Same. Fewer cash, less cash. I think it's less. I would also like to just like make fewer plans mm-hmm. and like have more Friday night ins. I I just think that like I've become more introverted a little bit like over the past couple really? of years. Yeah. Like I just, this is going to sound crazy maybe. Um, but there's something about just honestly, I just really like to like hang out with Ben. And mm-hmm. I think I used to feel a lot of social pressure because I was going to meet somebody. And now that's yeah. gone. And I love my friends. I have amazing friends, obviously. But I just don't feel the need to like spend as much time with other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just want to have like fewer plans. And yeah. I can't decide whether, whether to say less or fewer. So I'm just like doing using both probably improperly. And then I think the things I want to do more of this year, okay? Okay. I feel like I want to cook a lot more and I want to entertain. Mm. I want to like have people over. It's just like we had friends over for like a quick second on New Year's Eve just before everyone went out to their, you know, separate plans. And we, I like made that cocktail I made at, at Christmas. And yeah. it was just so fun. Like it was super easy. And it was just like I bought like these candlesticks and you know, like I just made it into like a little bit more of an, you know, an event um, with just mm-hmm. like a little bit, you know, of of cash, I guess, and just thought. And it was really it was really special. And I'm like, I love entertaining. Like I love having friends over. So I want to do more of that. Yeah. And I'm going to read more John Grisham because that's important to Very me. Good. 
And oh, the other thing is I'm going to try to use more of like the favorites Instagram feed versus the regular Instagram feed. Do you know what I'm talking mm. about? Because sometimes I miss like my closest people's updates and stuff because I'm, you know, my feed is just too Scrolling full of other people. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I like, I'm, I'm going to try to make that more of a habit where I like toggle back to that. And then the other nice thing about that is that, you know, once I'm caught up, I'm caught up and then Instagram doesn't serve as much of a purpose. See, I'm, and I know this is completely annoying, but I have been very, very seldom on the gram yeah. in the past like, yeah. month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have loved it so much to be really? honest. Like I want to bring my screen time, even like with my computer down to like under two hours a day. Like I, I really, I don't want, I don't even want social media on my phone. I want to have Chrissy who's amazing and helps us with our podcast. I want to have her posting stuff for mm-hmm. us, gathering the questions, sending them to us. Yeah. I just... I just like want to be in the real world. I actually was talking to someone about a book called Brain Energy. Mm -hmm. And apparently the way that we are constantly stimulated, it actually impacts our memories because apparently long term. I mean, I'm just totally regurgitating something I was told by someone else. So this might have this might not be real at all. But what this person said is the way that our brains form long-term memories is in times where we're basically resting. Like Mm -hmm. it's when we're, when we're just not stimulated. Right. And if your brain is constantly stimulated, it can't take the time to actually store long-term memories. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And what he was saying is like, because he said he noticed that you know, words are kind of taking a second to come to the tip of his tongue mm. in a way that they haven't before. Oh, wow. He doesn't feel like his memory is as good anymore. And it's because of this kind of like modern way that we're living where we're constantly stimulated. You know, we take our phones to the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't do that, but Chandler definitely does. Yeah, you never would do something like that. Says literally the bitch who's like on an airplane. She's like, got some free time. Ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. No, and... I just honestly, I really miss, and I've said this a million times, I just miss my brain before social media. Like it was a much Mm. better place to live in. I definitely feel like I've become less articulate. Really? And I don't know if that's because of social media or if I'm just like, you know, coming into my own cognition of my, uh, you know, shortcomings. (laughs) Of your decline. Mm -hmm. Or of my decline. But... (laughs) That's so, and when you said the thing that your friend said about words, you know, take a little bit longer to come to his, the tip of his tongue, like that, that hit home. Yeah. I mean, I went to write a little something about my honeymoon and Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, my ability to write compared to eight years ago or five years, like really is so diminished. The erotic poetry used to just, you know, really happen for you. Oh, stream of consciousness. (laughs) And now it's just like, takes so much longer. The river has dried. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait, it's time to... <laughs> no, go. Go, you go. No, no. Justin, you don't want me to end that sentence. I don't. I honestly don't. Um, this is fascinating. I'd love to find some peer-reviewed stuff on this rather than just, you know, word of mouth from person to person, well, but... it's called Brain Energy, the book. It's okay. by a Harvard medical person. Eh, it doesn't sound, doesn't sound all that. MD. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's all about, like, metabolism. Like, I, like, want to really... I had just huge epiphanies on my honeymoon, which are not interesting, but I'm going to say them anyway. But I just would really like to focus on living in a better way Um, and not living in a way where my attention is constantly bifurcated between all these devices. Like I want to have kids and I want to like go to the park with them Mm -hmm. and I want to like not be be on on Instagram. 
Yeah. Like I really want to, I w- it's so tough. I'm like, it's just yeah. so hard because, and I, I'm right there with you. Like I want this life as well. It's just, it's really hard, but I, I feel like I took some solid breaks from Instagram this year and I was a better person. My brain was yeah. a better, better brain. Like, and I was, I honestly had like less petty thoughts. Yeah, exactly. Like you get less in this comparison mode that we all get so right, prone to. Right. And I also just think like there's just something like there's just something so nice about being still mm-hmm. and like reflecting and being contemplative and taking a minute to like sit outside and to not be stimulated. Yeah. I don't know. I talked to Ben this morning and we're going to maybe try to like put our phones in the other room before falling asleep. Yeah, I think that's that you would know, be amazing. Step one, all these we'll little see. things, and like eating well. I mean, it used to be part of my shtick that like I just didn't try to take care of myself at all, basically. But I'm just over that. Like, I okay. want to live in a healthier way. So I'm I'm here for this January second, 2023, Lauren. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. Um, I'm I just want to tell everyone that 2023, Chandler and I are doubling down, recommitting to the pod. Um, we had a recommitment ceremony. We, we renewed our vows with Pop we Apologists. Did. We did. We are very excited. And it was a little bit of a slow December, we know, but we are hitting the ground running and we are mm-hmm. so excited to have tons of really good content for everyone. So thank you so much for listening. And if you love the pod, please share it with a friend. Share your favorite episode with someone in your life. Right. And help us grow. Share it on your Instagram stories with a link to your favorite episode tag us please share the podcast okay love you guys and with that love you guys bye bye that's all for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday